This is where we talk about movies, shows, games, and whatever the heck we want. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and YouTube. I am joined by my good friend John, and I am Chris, and we are your co-hosts for the day. John, how you doing? Doing good, man. Just had dinner. I'm full. I'm ready to go. Let's get this done. Heck yeah. Just went, came back from a uh, four, almost four-mile walk, um, and uh, today I feel really good after the shower and stuff, so, you know, that path to losing weight. Get it, man. You got this. Get it. Uh, but before um, we get to today's uh, show, so I'm running the show today, and I wanted to talk about something heavy for like five minutes and then pivot into something a lot nicer. And so I know that right now is a very weird time, and being from the United States, we have a lot of issues facing our country. And I watched something happen to a YouTube channel that does podcasts they're on Twitch that's the kind of funny uh the kind of funny people on YouTube who do games and a little bit of comedy and you know they had um a little bit of a town hall about people not feeling welcome in their community and they wanted to address it because you know their YouTube comments and I guess their Reddit were talking about you know certain people in the community gatekeeping their content and being part of that and it wasn't necessarily the people in charge of the company it was you know fan run stuff that was just preventing people of different minds to join the community and so they did a video discussing these 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 CEOs there's three of them and they were discussing uh you know they were discussing some of the issues that are faced and they had an open conversation really raw which I really appreciate I thought it was great but one of them hit a point and said something that got a lot of praise in the comments and it felt like in this discussion that people you know like the other people were kind of like nah man you're kind of missing the point or we're trying to shut him down a little bit I know it wasn't their intent and they're they're all three of them I think are great people but it brought up a really, it struck a chord with me to talk about the civil discourse in this country when you don't agree with somebody. Because right now it's at a fever pitch and it's making me really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, John, I think, I think you've noticed this too, correct? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> sorry, I, I definitely feel like this has had a pretty profound effect on a lot of people. Yeah, it's affecting families, it's affecting friends, and I think I think this quick conversation about it from me ranting is 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 something I just want to highlight on that you know, we forget to ask the why and we forget to be curious about things. Mm-hmm. We forget to have that kid mindset and as I get older, I realize that what's going on is when we talk about things, we, we, in, we, in, people are becoming instantly defensive. People are generalizing, and it doesn't matter where you are on the spectrum because it's happening in all spectrums. And I'm not going to get specific, but when you start a conversation and you say, well, the supporters of this candidate are this. Or when you say, well, this candidate is is this, and, and all the people who support that got to be really dumb or something like that. It, it blows my mind that people are labeling things as simple and not complex issues. Like, you don't know me. You don't know my motivations for voting for someone. You don't know my motivations for liking something, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and for people to assume and paint this broad brush... It's hard for me to engage in that because it's so dangerous, John. Mm-hmm. It is so remarkably dangerous to paint a broad brush because that's, I think, people don't realize that when you generalize about a group of people, you're going to get a lot of those people wrong. And I do agree that there are some things that are just inherently wrong. you got to say, like, yeah, if you... If you are racist or if you are if you were this or that, like, yo, that's messed up. But if you 
and, and that's important, but don't don't grow, group a whole nother group with that kind of stuff. Like, for example, R. Kelly made great music. R. Kelly accused of sexual assault. Does that mean all the people who listen to R. Kelly's music condone sexual assault, John? No, no, definitely not. It's not. And I'm seeing this on both sides. I'm seeing people lose relationships, and it makes me so incredibly sad to see that the reason we aren't going to visit another alien species like Independence Day, like human beings aren't going to blow up another planet and take all of its resources because we're having these issues. And that's a joke, by the way, Um, (laughs) for those who didn't catch it. You know, we're never going to unite. We're never going to have these things until we sit down and educate each other. Because when you go to school, you remember those teachers who were patient and tried to actually teach you something. When you go into a class and you didn't read what the lesson was the day before, or if you get something wrong, the teacher isn't supposed to shame you. The teacher isn't supposed to berate you. And I know every, I know a lot of people have had teachers like that. I've had a teacher like that before. But the teachers who helped me learn the most were the ones who were like, actually, that's wrong, and and I'll, I'll help you tell you why. This is what actually happened. And they explained it, and they said, good try, though. You cannot learn you cannot grow if you're instantly on the defensive if you shame someone because guess what some people on certain topics are ignorant and instead of just saying they're ignorant help teach them but do it in a way that that's fashionable and i will disclaim some people don't want to hear it in my life there's a lot of people who don't want to hear it and at the at this point you know, if I try and engage in conversation and try and go somewhere to learn your motivations, but you don't want to learn my motivations, I'm just going to end the conversation there. That's not worth my time, and I think that's important. People, don't waste your breath. Don't, don't fight this battle if, these peop- if some people, not these people, but if some people just aren't going to listen, just walk away. But that's the, it kills me that no one wants to have that engaging conversation. I hope that whoever listened to this, the 10 of you out there or something, <laughs> I'm not trying to change the world. I just want I just want us to realize we, you know, and even myself, like I got to, you know, I don't want to gatekeep. I don't want to I don't want to shut someone down because they have different ideas. And if someone does have different ideas, I want to know why, because then I can understand this is where people come from. And as someone who says I'm a moderate in whatever political spectrum it is here in America versus whatever spectrum there is in other countries and the European Union, whatever, you know, it is it is hard even to game in a platform with some of my friends where it's an instant shutdown where it's like, well, you're this or you didn't vote. So you're part of this problem. You're going to vote for this person. You're going to you're you're going to destroy this country how am I destroying this country? You know, this is these general labels and it hurts me. And I want to hear your opinion. And then I'll tell you, John, and whoever is listening, why I brought this up. I mean, I I think you're right. I think it's, it's much easier for people in this country, especially to get on the defensive or like to start a conversation on, on defense like if they, I think when people walk into a walk into a situation, having preconceived notions of who they're talking with, then in their mind that's who they are, and they're not going to be able to change their mind. But they can, they can somehow prove that they are more in the right or that they're better because of their own views. And I think we, I think we in- intentionally limit our. Um, our like interaction with <clears throat> with media and with um, people to only be influenced by what we personally believe in, just to support our own thoughts and behaviors. But it's much harder for someone to admit that they, that they don't know everything and that they want to learn and they want to understand. Um, like you like you're talking about, like they want to understand the other what like the quote unquote other side of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so if if they if they were to listen to that, they might potentially open themselves up to be wrong. And no one wants to admit that. Like no one wants to say, 
I didn't see the whole picture and now I have a better view of it. And so my position has changed because that somehow seems weak. Um, but I think personally, that's the strongest stance that someone can have is to say, look, I'm ignorant about this. I can't say that I'm an expert and that I'm 100% right. So therefore, the things that you have gone through and your personal experiences make your opinion just as valid as mine. And somehow we should try and come to an understanding about whatever we're talking about, because both of our life experiences have led to this and have meant something to us. So we can't sit here and say defiantly that we are both 100% right when we have had our own unique experiences that have led us to that point. Um, and it, I mean, it's something that I struggle with and that I'm, I'm trying to be better about, but I can't say I'm, I'm, I'm great at it, but I, it, it's definitely worth striving for, I think. I I 100% agree with you, and I'm not saying I'm perfect, you know, I've made mistakes. At 27 years old, I've made a lot of mistakes, and I've said things that I'm not proud of and, you know, I've learned from. Uh, so, it, it is important, it's part of growth, and I really want a vi to visit another planet as a species at one point and meet other aliens, you know. <laughs> and the reason why I bring all this up, the civil discourse that's going on in America, is because I don't think often enough we talk about what makes us really happy. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want a majority of this conversation to be, because I don't think we do it enough, talk about, like, what are the th like, we talk about what are your interests, what are your hobbies, but I want to talk about specifically, like, what gives you... Uh, John, what gives you a saturated feeling of joy? What 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 just melts your heart in a good way and gets you excited uh, for <laughs> whatever we're talking? I know, right? There's not not that kind of excited, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, it's we'll just, we'll just open it up real wide, real fast. Um, well, yeah, because I think a lot of people's mental health right now is being drained. I feel drained um, because people are throwing me into a box. You know, people are throwing my friends into a box and then other friends are throwing each other in a box and no one's going to listen. So how about instead of like crushing each other because, you know, one person likes their grilled cheese with bacon, one person likes their grilled cheese with a tomato and they want to fight to the death over it, which is stupid. And I'm, that is a, a metaphor. It's not literal. Um, <laughs> What is Let's the tomato a metaphor for your own life? Uh, I, I don't know. Anime? I, I just... I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, th I want to talk about what makes us happy. And, and I want to start with you, like, John. What's something in your life that just gets you super pumped? What, what, what is that thing? I mean... Or it could be multiple things. I just want something. I want to know more about how John, how John just gets like pumped up, you know? I mean, if we're going to, okay, so this is probably going to sound a little cheesy, but I don't care. So one of probably the most meaningful, but maybe smallest moments of joy in my life are, um, I don't know, when, when I'm able to do something small for the people that I care about where they don't expect it and it, just that moment like seeing that moment of realization of like their life just got a little bit easier be and like not not so that like i take credit or anything but just like seeing that they were relieved about something um i think i'm a caretaker in that way and and that like i i want to be able to provide for someone so that they can relax a little bit more in life that they can um not stress so much and and i think that's partially because of my childhood and a lot of things that went on with that um but like in the morning uh if we don't have any towels in the closet uh and we <laughs> left them all in, left them in the laundry room like we do 90 percent of the time um I'll, I'll get up and i'll shower first and i'll i'll leave another one in there for my wife and i mean i, I mean it's it's dumb and it's cheesy but like that way she doesn't have to walk all the way across the house when she's like dead asleep um and then, yeah, yeah, so just helping helping make someone's life a little bit easier, even if I have to go a little bit out of the way, um, is probably one of my favorite little moments of joy. 
that I can I can find. Wow, that was uh, emotional. Uh, what I'm going to say as someone who's not married uh, <laughs> is Pokemon and Star Wars. Yeah, very, very different things, you know. Take that, take that with whatever you think, audience. If that's a little sad or whatever, these are things that bring me joy no matter what. Uh, well, to be yeah, fair, the uh, MCU was my I, number two, so <laughs> right behind, right behind, sp- sparking joy in someone else's life, I Iron Man, right yeah. number two. Pokemon <laughs> won't cheat on me. <laughs> Star Wars, Star Wars won't have sex with my brother. <laughs> Star Wars will never leave me. Exactly. No, I. I so it's just you talk about like being, um, doing really nice things for your wife, or you know, just the little things. You know, those things make you you happy. Is is there something that, is there something that you, you know, is there something that you know you do for your wife that makes her really happy? Um, cook and do the dishes because she does not like to do either um and it's not because like she can't because she can but she just doesn't like to but i enjoy them so like being able to provide for someone else like that of like like i said like doing something that they're fully capable of doing but don't like to just kind of taking that little burden off of their out of out of their life in that moment um it's just nice because like i enjoy it first of all so i was gonna i like to do it regardless but then just knowing that they can also benefit from it that's also nice okay that uh, that is very uh, very adult answer what are the things that are keeping you happy during uh during all this discourse what are some of your distractions right now i mean i'm trying to burn through as much content on netflix and hulu as i can um i just finished avatar the last airbender uh yesterday i think yeah yesterday um so that that's a big distraction is just media um i listen to the id10t podcast from chris hardwick and that's really enjoyable and also enlightening um but yeah just consuming media and being distracted as much as i want to be is uh is also nice sometimes but then like you know also trying to stay informed and aware of what's going on in the world um so i can have somewhat of an opinion about it at least even just my own self um i don't like to feel ignorant and i like to try and seek out knowledge and perspective as much as i can um and even just like talking with other people and like I work in a very conservative environment. So, and I would say that I'm a bit more moderate, but compared to some of the people I'm pretty liberal. Um, so hearing, like seeing their perspective and, and being a part of that, that discourse, um, it's very enlightening and it's given me a new perspective, um, that I think I wouldn't have had if I just chose to stay in my own bubble, which is also kind of relieving in a sense and a little joyous and just knowing that like we are all connected and we're not we're not as different as we think we are and if we all just kind of took a moment to build those foundations with other people about like what we have in common um some of the bigger stuff would seem less significant some of it should be significant but um some of the things that we thought were very important i think would fade a little bit um so just you know trying to, find, trying to find common ground and joy with other people yeah like you know what what's wrong with meeting people at work and be like oh i like soccer oh i like soccer too blah blah blah, blah. um what do you think about pro-life oh i'm not and it's just like well you know f you and it's just like wait can we go back <laughs> to soccer like come on um yeah. I have to, people have a tough time and i don't want to stick on the discourse so much i just want to talk about um what makes us happy man and it's good to hear like that these conversations kind of opening our eyes um because that's something you can ask as an icebreaker to people you know what i don't think we ask that like on a date you don't say you ask someone like you know what do you like to do what do you what do you have fun doing what do you do on your off days or you know something like it's kind of lame and it's cliche but i think Mm -hmm something that's a very deep topic if you're not at this day to just smash um is 
what what makes you happy uh yeah I, I think that's a good question to ask for yourself like in general and alone because then you could focus on it because for me i really i really love story i really love i really love the hero's journey and i love star wars for a lot because i'm i'm re-watching star wars right now and uh i i took a little bit of a break but i'm back on it i'm uh, going to last jedi or not the last jedi I'm going to Return of the Jedi, which is my favorite uh, of the of the Star Wars movies. And people might think that's dumb, but I really like Return of the Jedi. And it just reminds me of just like how hard it is to do something against your nature, like the turning of Darth Vader. And I just like the story so much, even though people hate Ewoks, like they're, they're, it's comedic relief. And I really focused on a lot of the things that Star Wars does that just brings joy to my heart. The commentary between R2-D2 and C-3PO in that original trilogy is so great because you are only getting one of the robot's thought processes. You don't get R2's thought process. You have C-3PO speaking for both of them. Mm-hmm. Where he's just like, you bumbling idiot, what are you doing? F- open the door! And then he... he R2 opens the door and he's like, I never doubted you. Like, it's those small comedy beats that just bring joy to my heart. And guess what? Star Wars is not going to have sex with my girlfriend, which is great. Star Wars is something I can share with my girlfriend, but not in that Aww. way. So that's great. Um, <laughs> I'm making a lot of parallels here and I am joking, but it's the community that it has, even though sometimes it is toxic. Like, like the original trilogy is just so good. No one watches Star Wars and be like, the original trilogy sucks. No one says that. That story is just so good. And in pop culture, it means so much to me. It just brings me joy. I have like, I have industrial lightsabers, not industrial that they can cut through things like a real lightsaber, but they're like, they could be smacked around. It's really strong aluminum hilt and a very strong plastic that is, durable not like the ones at disney where you hit it once and the the bulb goes out Mm. which imagine paying two hundred dollars for that john i would be furious (laughs) (laughs) they're like display pieces so you're not really to go to that you're not really supposed to go that hard yeah but i love the i love the connectability the relatability of this thing where people want to be the hero and it's not just men it's women too like men women gay straight you know whatever skin color you have because it doesn't matter we want to be heroes we want to make the tough decision to do the right thing and that's it just it makes me happy when i watch these movies it really does watching cool scenes or yoda lifting uh last night watching yoda lift the x-wing and hit luke saying i don't believe it and he, Yoda saying, and that is why you fail. Mm-hmm. So good. It just brings joy to my heart. And even like Star Wars proliferates for me in video game storytelling and Legos uh, like that I that I still have in another house. Like, and, you know, you know, it'd be cool to go through those Legos and build them again and have them as a slate pieces. I know as a 27 year old male, that sounds wrong, but I've seen people on the Internet. They do it and they have. You know, they have relationships with people, and that's the thing. It's like, don't self-doubt your people, folks. Don't have self-doubt. Star Wars is teaching you to have self-confidence. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it so much. It brings me such joy. Yeah, I think it's nice for so many people because it's it's not only just, like, something that you can relate to now, but it also brings out that, like, nostalgia factor in you of, like, you can relate it to memories in your own past, of mm-hmm. like a time in your life that you saw it and uh, and so you can like think about those happy times as well that are also connected to your memories originally of star wars um just things like like content like that that's just spans generations um and we, i think well, has, for really quick we i not you but i sound like a huge hypocritical jerk right now for talking about how much i love star wars and then we've done several episodes where we rip on kathleen kennedy look they <laughs> are not the same so you can do anything you want put it in the record scribe they are not the same they are not 
the 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 what is it the stenographer in the back like writing all the things we're saying down yep yep <laughs> they're slowly nodding their head and just in complete agreeance scratch that from the record but um i didn't mean to cut you off but i also uh nope my brain just you know the thought just went away so blissfully go ahead john no 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 yeah like um i it, like i said it just it's nice enjoying star wars now and then also having it bring up those joyful memories from your past of like maybe you sat down and your first memory of star wars was like watching it with a parent or a meaningful like parent figure in your life and kind of reliving those those times that were a little bit easier and a little bit more joyous back then potentially um it just those those multi-generational pieces of content like that um just it has the potential to bring so many more types of people together um it's just really meaningful to me i think yeah i would agree so besides helping your wife because she really you're trying to get brownie points because she does listen to this so good job there what else makes you really happy i'm I'm gonna call you out on it (laughs) um okay well now i actually have to think of a real answer um i i think besides that uh just i okay so probably my my biggest takeaway from all of this covid experience that we've been having um has been just about enjoying like appreciating and experiencing and living more in the moments of like the day-to-day small things that i think would normally pass you by um so just like being at home more um and not even necessarily like with my wife like alone but just like being more in the moment with people that are in my life and in like the last six months i've had a new job that's been nine to five weekends off so just this was like the perfect time for me to be on the same schedule as everyone and to to have like be able to make plans and to talk to family more um see my dog more uh like experience these little moments with her even of um like going out and throwing the ball a lot more with her seeing her like experience the world and i think it's gonna be more meaningful with a kid um but just like watching the people around me and really being um like centered and there for it but watching the people around me enjoy and appreciate more of life um i think has been one of the biggest things that I'm thankful for lately. Hmm. I, I like that, you know, and uh, it, <laughs> I wanted to make fun of your dog, but <laughs> you know, I'll go for it. Whatever. Who cares? Um, yeah, your dog, your dog's world is just like that. Just that house. Yes. <laughs> and she only, I imagine your dog only wants it to be that house. Yeah, especially with the fence we have, like, that is her little world. And every once in a while, we'll, we'll travel somewhere else that... But, like, yeah, it's, it's like, 99% of the time, it's her in the house. And, like, that is her entire life. But, like, yeah, like, just realizing that with, with pets, like, they might be with us for only a small portion of our lives, but we're with them for their entire life. So watching them grow from the small thing that they were into um like a more mature and like refined being um i i it's just something that i've learned to appreciate a lot more yeah well it's weird for me because your dog absolutely hates me but my dad's dog absolutely loves me (laughs) she just doesn't see enough of you to trust you yeah whose fault is that i've visited her when's she gonna visit me Look, do you want to sit in a car with my dog for nine to ten hours while we drive to Florida to see you? See, the thing about that is your dog, if I was on a ten-hour drive with your dog, the dog Lila would not bark at me. Lila would stare at me and make me feel self-conscious because that's what your dog does. Because that's what we've trained her to do. Yeah, you've trained your dog to be a judgmental <laughs> asshole. Thank you, John. And we have exceeded beyond our expectations. <laughs> Ex- subverting expectations. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, Triggered. 
<laughs> triggered. Exactly. Everyone who loves Star Wars is triggered right now. But well, I think I'll pivot to that and talk about quarantine and something I've taken away from it is exercise. Because, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of flabby and I've been going outside and I took like a four mile walk today and I feel great. Uh, I even downloaded Pokemon Go and tried to catch some Pokemon along the way, and it was just different. I haven't been able to do this in four years to go outside and go for a walk, or, you know, I haven't been able to run yet, but I've lost, like, you know, close to 25 pounds, and I'm excited, and I'm taking I'm taking all this nature in, despite living, like, in, like, God's armpit, which is Florida, because <laughs> it's so hot. I, I don't so think it's hot. the armpit. I think it's a little bit farther south and probably not appropriate for this. But yeah, you're, you're close. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I'll just say yeah. I'll say yeah to that. It, 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 <laughs> it's giving me an appreciation for times like I was in Boy Scouts and I used to go on hikes because like I'm mm-hmm. a very indoor person. Um, but I also like to go out. Like I like to experience things in restaurants. I'm very... I'm kind of a food snob in which I like, I love, I can't just go to some place new and, and try everything on the menu. I like to try things that I like. And if it's good, like that's, that's it. That's the place I'm going to go to, or that it's going to be part of that, that, uh, what is it? Rotating door Mm -hmm. that of, of restaurants I'm going to go to. Like I love, I love Chinese food. I love Japanese food. I love Italian food. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, if they're doing the wings thing, you know, you and I are down for that. Yes. So I like making those. I like trying those different things. I do like going out. I'm, I do like having a Jameson on the rocks while I eat sushi, which sounds like a weird combination. But Japanese whiskey is really good. But I prefer Irish whiskey in this point. And... Having those life experiences going out and then also uh, staying inside, I'm trying to work to balance it. And even though COVID-19 is going on, I now enjoy going outside, going for a walk. It is nice. I listen to a podcast. Like, you told me, if you told me this, like, 10 years ago, I would have been like, there is no way I want to go outside in Florida in June... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to go for a walk. I would have told you you are insane. I would have said a lot of nasty things followed by insane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I don't know. It's cha- I appreciate it now. And I hope that later down the line as I get older, I can move that to a place that's super cold and go for like hikes and mountains. You know, because I get I'm, my, my parents make fun of me. It's like, you never want to go outside. And we were, you know, living in Tennessee for a little bit. They're like, you never you never went out. And it's a good point. I never did. And now I'm appreciating it more and more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope that through all of this, people who are either working from home or, or having to be at home um, uh, for whatever reason, I hope that the, it kind of helps them to appreciate the pause in their life like I think it has for you and I. And I hope that this continues after everything gets back to normal. But I mean, I think it will for a lot of people. I'm sure some people want to get back into the grind and and miss that kind of rhythm in their life. Um, But I I hope that it it broadens people's perspective and helps them try new things like, you know, going outside, going on hikes, seeing like taking a breath, stopping to like literally stopping to smell the roses, you know, just little things in life. Yeah, it's it's a peculiar time we live in and. I think we need to ask those questions of our friends, our family. You know, ask Jill uh, tomorrow after she listens to this podcast and you get brownie points. You know, like, what makes you happy, Jill? Or for me, like, me asking, like, my friends or my family, like, what makes you happy? Like, that's part of understanding each other. That's part of getting past the discourse. Like, what makes you happy? And it's it's just weighing on me now. Because it's fun to talk about, you know? Yeah, you're right. Like so, besides besides appreciating quarantine, and and saying that you love doing things for your wife, which brownie points good for you. uh, Thank you. (laughs) 
what what are some other things that make you happy john like Uh, let's go more into like hobbies like are there any hobbies or things you you genuinely like or if there was a concert coming by of tickets for something just an event you know along those ideas of getting outside the house what 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 are you excited for well i was gonna say playing my switch and then you said getting out of the house so now i have to the, pivot playing the switch is good too <laughs> yeah no I, I getting close to finishing breath of the wild and it's so good um but as far as things out of the house um I, one thing i wish we did more and really enjoy when i do it um we went to go see uh my wife and i went to go see uh nick offerman live in knox knoxville um and and getting to see comedians like that and he's like a central part of our relationship from the beginning so it don't don't worry about it don't overthink it it's fine Um, wait he's a central part of your relationship with nick offerman i i said don't don't overthink it we're just gonna move forward um (laughs) i believe you mean to say you he's part of your relationship with your wife yes yeah (laughs) i don't want i won't i don't want it to be open interpreted that you and i have a relationship because of nick offerman because no, then your no. wife will also get mad at me. Yeah, she she could. Well, okay, yeah, she could get mad at you. She's but gonna text. She's gonna text me from your phone awful things, and I, <laughs> yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna feel really bad. Oh, but you always see through it. Um, and you're you're right. Every time she does text through you, I know it's her. Yeah. Oh yeah. But you know, just like getting to see people like like entertainers like that or um, musicians that I love. Um, I, I think I'm looking forward to being able to, to do that again. Um, and just like, cause it's one thing to watch like a Netflix special, but then it's another thing to be in the room, lit, like experiencing it with a crowd full of people and the, just the energy's different. The, um, like the comedian reacts differently. Uh, it, it's just a completely different experience. I think from like sitting on your couch or watching it from your phone and just kind of doing that, like heavy breathing out your nose when you laugh, Um, like I want to, I just want to be like in that room with people like fully living in the moment and like just experiencing that joy, I think. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to see when like comedians start touring again, who's coming by the area and who we can go see. Um, because there's good places in Chattanooga, but we're also close to Knoxville. We're close to Nashville. And now we have weekends off together to like actually be able to go do these things. So it's. That, that is definitely something I'm looking forward to doing. Yeah, that you bring up the comedy shows, and I, I haven't, I have never, I gotta admit, I've never been to a comedy show. Oh, man, it's so much fun. And I, the way I said that, comedy show. <laughs> it's just like I'm stumbling, I'm trying to say it correctly. I'm trying to enunciate, which I am terrible at. You're but, trying too hard, Chris. I'm trying too hard. That is why you fail. Do or do not. There is no try. Uh, but, you know, so that that's a really great thing to get out of the house and do something like that. I'm, I've, I'm actually looking forward to maybe when Tenet comes out, going to see it at a drive-in movie theater. Mm-hmm. Because the large, I think one of the largest movie, drive-in movie theaters in the country is here in South Florida. Is what I read. So oh, wow. they're playing obviously a lot of old stuff that came out earlier in their year. But I do when Tenet comes out, I might do that option instead of going to AMC. Oh, I would absolutely do that until it. I'm man, like as much as I want to go see the Marvel movies coming out later this year, I don't think I'm going to go in a theater until probably like January or February of next year. Like I, I can't mm. do it. I'm just. Just with the way things are right now, especially, I don't trust people enough. You don't trust the you don't trust the sixteen year old kid uh, who's cleaning up the the bathrooms and texting you know texting his friends about how much he hates his job, and he Sing. forgets to like clean like a stall or like a handle, and he doesn't Sing. fill up the the paper towels because he hates you. I mean, seeing how that was literally me when I was sixteen years old. No, I don't. I don't trust them enough, and I don't trust the people being in the theater enough. You don't know until you go through it, sixteen-year-olds. Please. 
Learn early. Oh, God. Yeah, that was... Working in a movie theater for your first job is a wake-up call. I never got that. I worked in... I worked for uh, an old folks' home as my first job. Like, as a server. That's because you are, you are such an old soul. Well, I, I, it's not like I joined them for dinner and we talked about, you know, like, oh, did you hear what happened on the radio today? No. <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> That is something I'd probably do is, you know, have a seat seat with them and, and talk and talk about just life. And you're like, tell me. What, what <laughs> have you been crocheting lately? Tell me about Andy Griffith. What's your favorite episode? <laughs> I don't know what kind of accent that is. You went from like old American man to old British man really fast. All right, governor. I can't do. I can't do. I can't do that many accents. Like I thought, I used to be good, but I fell off somewhere. I do like the. I haven't never tried really a transatlantic accent for a long time, but I think it is one of the most interesting ways. Like in the forties and fifties, like people are talking like that. Ah, darling, I thought I thought she was going over to the park, and like it's just no one talks like that, and they use that to to help actors from different parts of the world come together that's so nuts yeah yeah it's 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 oh yeah man like there's i don't even think anybody really talked like that in real life outside of movies and tv and it's just so fascinating to listen to it yeah even even like the depictions of like train conductors and people who are doing tickets and uh and someone who works at a ferry they all talk talk like that i if I'm guessing from like the media and from like TV shows back in the day, movies and stuff, but in real life, they're not like that. You know, yeah. I imagine in New York, it's like, Oh, you need a ticket. Go, uh, go bleep yourself. <laughs> you know? And they don't say like transatlantic and kind of accent, you know, the bank teller is like, Oh my gosh, we're being robbed. Someone called the police. And, like they're probably like <gasps> just screaming their head off, like clicking the button. Like, Oh my gosh. All that makes me think of is just the Canadians from South park. oh that's a good point they did have a type of transatlantic accent yeah oh man is there a lore behind that or something did i miss something because i i'm just you now that you bring it up i'm just noticing it that's crazy i think it was probably just a creative choice just to make them sound different canadians don't sound like that no canadians are like well depending on where in canada canadians are like People from Fargo on steroids. Just that yeah. nice accent. You say, you know, or a, eh? and not, that's not necessarily you know the French part in Quebec, or uh, even what is it the Vancouver area. Mm-hmm. But I, I I find that kind of fascinating. Canadian people are nice. So nice. We need more Canadians. We do. Or, or you know, we need more Canadians to enter the United States and become United States citizens so, so that we can get part of their culture. You know how, like, uh, people for, like, bringing different cuisines, like Italian food and the way Italians talk with their hands. Or, you know, uh, people bringing, you know, Mexican food and Cuban food and, you know, getting to know their colloquials. Let's get Canadians. Let's take some of their stuff and let's, you know, we talk about Southern hospitality and be real nice. Talk about where you're from. How's your uncle? How's your father? How's your mama doing? All those other things. Let's get some Canadian love in here and let's appropriate that. Saying appropriate that sounds like a really bad thing. Yeah, you're talking about cultural appropriation and you're also saying that you want more poutine and hockey sticks everywhere. So I'm down with the poutine, and I, I, you know what? I'll also say I'm down with the hockey stick because Happy Gilmore. That's, that's not real, man. It's real. It's real in my head. Okay, okay, let's go with that. What it's the? Uh, is it Carl? Carl, Carl Weathers is in that. He's the the old man, right? Yeah, yeah, he is. Can you believe Carl Weathers played the man from Happy Gilmore? Also was in, what is it, one of the Rockies? Which Rocky? Yeah, he was... um, No, not... Yeah. And he was in... uh, The Mandalorian? 
he was in that's what i'm connecting it to is that like look at his career like the 80s the 80s like action stuff that he did then being in a comedy disappearing for the world and he and if you watch the mandalorian gallery he was only supposed to be in it for one episode and they used him for the for every like further down the line in the storyboard yeah no he um i'm just just (laughs) to try and refresh myself i'm going back through his imdb um yeah obviously obviously he was um apollo creed he was in predator happy gilmore and little nicky let's see he was in little nicky also yeah i I love how my voice kind of petered out there (laughs) um oh my gosh it's like wow uh, like, it's like a little Story kid learning Wars. about Carlos. Yes. Um, he was in so many different TV shows. Uh, let's see. No one cares about TV anymore. That's fair. He played himself in Arrested Development. Never um, seen it. Oh my god, man. I just... Okay, I'm that's... just not big. I'm just not big on TV after Game of Thrones stabbed me. You need to be ready to be hurt again. <laughs> uh, that is a theme in my life. <laughs> I need to be ready to be hurt again. Bring it. Yeah. Come, come, come! Throw that ice spear at my heart, please. But <laughs> that sounds so sad. No. Um. Uh, Carl Weathers is a pretty interesting person to talk about and where his career kind of spouts out because he seems like a very well-tempered, well like a very articulate man from what we talk about in the Mandalorian gallery. So it's, I never saw, I never watched the predator stuff, but I know references from it. I never watched, I haven't seen one Rocky Balboa movie, which is shame on me, but yeah. I know about Apollo Creed and like the man, I only know him from, I know him from watching little Nicky or not little Nicky, but happy Gilmore. And then seeing him on Mandalorian, I'm like, Oh, that's the guy from these movies and Happy Gilmore. Oh you know, gosh. he he's just he's just a nice guy. He he's he should be a an American treasure. He he seems like one of those people who is like just a very genuine person and like literally I know nothing about him. Um, but he just yeah, he I, seems I, like that rare breed of actor that is like also a decent person in real life. I'm afraid to research him more because we're probably going to find an allegation and have to walk all of this back. <laughs> nope, this is this is reality. We're not going to do any research. Oh, no, nothing. This is who he is. We are part of the problem. I don't know what you're talking about. We're, we're right. Everyone else is wrong. Do you like uh, that that actually brings up a topic for me of like who are actors that you assume to be really nice people but definitely aren't because people talk about how how hard it is to work with Bruce Willis and Bruce Willis looks like a person that would be annoying to work with mm-hmm. 100% yeah um I definitely would say wait, wait, wait okay so let me back up so we're saying actors you could do either who... or like someone who's easy to work with or someone who's really hard to difficult to be with oh well then yeah so the hard to work with it would be edward norton I oh mean, because he's a perfectionist well that and like he it's literally his fault that he didn't stay as bruce banner in the mcu because he wanted more creative control and he wanted to like direct the movie essentially and they wouldn't give him that much freedom so he's like nope i'm walking well he wanted the movie to be an interesting he wanted to, it to be about mental health which would have been his times joker version um which would have been a cool thing to explore but i don't think marvel studios is ready for that kind of deep of a plot no i think if if he had been um if he had done the hulk before like or instead of eric banna in angley's the hulk um i think that would have been better because yeah it was like pre-mcu pre-interconnectivity uh but for him to yeah yeah anyways and then you just i've heard a lot of horror stories about like how yeah like how much of a perfectionist he is and how he's like so deeply like invested in the character like it it just that type of behavior like i get like a joaquin phoenix well i mean like 
more like a Jared Leto of like committing <laughs> and immersing yourself so much in something that you really don't have to. Um, I mean, cause like obviously with what happened with like Heath Ledger being the Joker took that much of an emotional toll on him. And then Jared Leto tried to put himself in that headspace as well and said his coworkers like use condoms and, and like animal heads. Uh, and, and, but then seeing Joaquin Phoenix do it and him basically like walk away unscathed like you you really don't have or you shouldn't have to put your like stay in that mental space to get a good emotional performance and like i'm not an actor i don't know anything about like the art of acting but like you don't have to be that much of like an immersive actor i don't think to get a good performance and if you do then you just probably will are going to end up working with a very particular set of people the rest of your career. Mm. Well, I I mean, there's a lot of actors who have perfected that idea of it. And I think for Joaquin Phoenix, like he's been in the game for so long that he's kind of gotten used to it. Uh, for someone like Jared Leto, who's also part of a band and went on a retreat and came back from the retreat. And was like, Holy crap. There's a, there's a pandemic like that that thing he put out, I was like, I was just on a retreat to cleanse the body and I can't believe what's going on in society. And I guess the social media clapped back with, that is the most pretentious thing you could have said. You could have just <laughs> said like, oh, I can't believe it. Like I was gone for a trip and now this is all happening. But that's the way he said it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was on a body cleanse for two weeks, man. He, that sounds more like Russell Brand. Um, I can't do, I can't do accents. I just, no. um, I, and Russell Brand, well, Russell Brand was also crazy in the beginning, but I guess he's kind of come around to his own faults. I mean, he maybe I, he is. He seems like such a particular personality. Salt that, of the earth. <laughs> salt of the earth. I don't think people were were used to someone like him, but I think now that like we've adjusted, I think he's toned down a little bit. But he was just like a very loud, in your face, very philosophical, like talking to you just off the cuff kind of person and while also like he's very intelligent but he, he was so brash i think for a lot of people it was just a little jarring at least from like the things that i've read and seen about him but it, like i said like it it seems like he's toned it down a little bit hmm maybe well let me go back to edward norton for a second do you think doing that shot for alita battle angel when he's revealed to be the villain for like that single frame. Do you think he was kind of a diva to work with that one shot? Oh yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Cause if he's going to be the sole focus of something, then he's going to be the sole focus of it. Even if it's a very like minor role. Yeah. Like I wonder what he requested for that day of shooting for, for like, as far as like, uh, what is it called? Like the refreshments or yeah. Like in your green or in your trailer. Yeah. Uh, probably only a bowl full of green M&Ms. Uh, the, let's see. Um, Did you know that all Fruit Loops are the same flavor? Yeah. I, like, that's crazy. <laughs> Did you know that all M&Ms are the same flavor? You know, that one I, I think I knew. <laughs> I'm pretty, well now... <laughs> If they're all the same size, yes, they're the same flavor. But if they're all different sizes, I'm, you know, the yellow one is peanuts. The orange one is caramel. Oh, uh, yeah. The yeah. blue one is pretzel. The red one is normal chocolate. Right? Oh, the yeah. orange one is peanut. No, the yellow one is. The yellow one is, yeah, the yeah. yellow one is peanut. What's the orange one? Uh, Caramel. No. The caramel one is, isn't it? Oh yeah, you're right. Did I fu- did I mess that up? Yep. What did I say was the caramel one? I might have already said it was orange. I'm going in circles, dude. Help me out. Get get me out of this hole. This is great content. No, it's not. It's terrible. Hell, save me. What do you, what makes you happy, John? <laughs> Watching you spiral and burn. <laughs> Schadenfreude. <laughs> You know, I do it. I do it for the laughs, John. I do it for you. It worked. You got a laugh. <laughs> I really enjoy that. I really, uh, 
this is something that really makes me happy, which is kind of connected to the conversation. I like organic, and we talked about this because we tried to figure out a different format for this. And now, for those who, for the ten of you who do listen, we do switch it off every week because it was feeling kind of form formulaic. And I really enjoy these off the cuff conversations. That's my flow, and that's it. Does make me happy. It kind of exercises the mind to to kind of look for different to look for things that aren't there to kind of explore and my mind even from a young age has always been uh uh always thinking like i'm always like getting ideas and snapping isn't really good for the microphone but oh uh i just i just love ideas and i love going into a headspace of like infinitesimal like situations it's so much fun but it's hard to do that like alone it is it or alone it's not the same as talking to about it with somebody mm-hmm. and so i appreciate you john these conversations make me very happy i'm glad to hear that we're sparking joy in each other yeah as uh ken watanabe and the last samurai say uh samurai would say this has been a good conversation <laughs> Oh, I thought I thought you were going to go the Godzilla route and say, "Let them fight." No, well, mm, the Last Samurai has Ken Watanabe, but I don't think the Last Samurai has Godzilla in it. Well, no, but he was in Godzilla. I said Ken Watanabe, Ken Watanabe from Last Samurai. (laughs) I would be so scary to see like that. It's the eighth. It's 1886, and like they're talking about the the end of the samurai, and they're in. I think they go to Edo, and then like Godzilla comes out, and then he does the famous line, "It's Godzilla," or something. It's, that would be very jarring for me, especially with Hans Zimmer doing the score for that movie. I I don't know how he would pivot. You you have always been one to push for interconnected movies that seemingly do not fit together. So, no, that's you. That's you. Okay. Okay. Don't was, push that on me. No, no, no. But we did that one episode where we talked about like movie cinematic universes. What was the one you put with Wild Wild West? Oh, gosh. You, the thing that gets me is that you put National Treasure with Indiana Jones. And I just have the feeling that they would royally screw that up so bad, Disney. Oh, I'm not saying that any of these would be a good idea. I just think that you could get something from combining those two. I genuinely think Wild Wild West 2, A Return, could be a good movie. Like a, a movie that's fun. I'm not saying it's going to be... I'm not going to say you're going you're to come out of the theater like, I'm a changed man. I'm like, no, that's not going to happen. But I think Wild Wild, Wild, Wild West 2 could be a fun blockbuster obviously you're not going to do the things you did in the first one because you know the damsel in the stress and all this stuff 2000 you know what was it 2002 2003 maybe 2001 very different time now we've progressed john and so have we though have we i would like to hope so i mean i want to visit i want to visit those aliens scientifically it feels like we're still back in the 1800s Thank God we don't smell like it's the 1800s. Uh, oh Unlike Wawa Wa- Wa- West. That, I, yeah. Yeah. What did I pair with Wawa Wa- West? These ideas that I have are fleeting, John. <laughs> they mean nothing what? to you. They... <laughs> So it's great that you say that because it's like, yeah, I, my mind is racing and I don't care enough about these ideas. <laughs> I just throw it out to the universe, hoping that it'll take my nugget and it doesn't. No, nope. because the Lord knows I'm not going to keep on to it. <laughs> now, now I'm trying to think, what could you pair with Wild Wild West now that I've forgotten what it was? You, you could do, you, you already said like Indiana Jones and National Treasure. Yeah, I'm thinking of Oh, you could do Back to the Future. What would be the the third one? Well, they go back in time in the third one. Wouldn't it be cool? Like you know how Doc goes all steampunk with mm-hmm. his uh, with the train. Yeah. Like what? It'd be interesting to see him jump into the wild. It'd be terrible. This idea is awful. Like I know, but 
the aesthetic of it is somewhat similar, I would say. In that it's like a steampunk old western kind of thing? Yeah. That's the <laughs> only connection they have. That was a very loose thread. It is an extremely loose thread. I think it'd be a terrible movie to put Will Smith now. Not Will Smith when he was Big Willie style. Will Smith now, which keeps on doing movies that are just not good. I feel so bad for him. Except for a lot of people said he was getting that. Yeah, but like After Earth. Um, Gemini Man. Gemini Man. He did that twice, technically. Ge- okay. <laughs> I, I hate that, but it's true. <laughs> you could say he did it twice, yes. But, like, you're talking about Will Smith now with a movie with, uh, oh man, I forget. His name is Christopher Lloyd? Christopher Lloyd, yes. With Christopher Lloyd now, who's super ancient, mm-hmm. who still looks like the doc from back then. <laughs> it's, 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 it's crazy. And when you get the woman who played Claire. People aren't going to see her as Claire anymore. They're going to see her as the mom from Step Step Brothers. Oh, oh my gosh! Oh, and it, all people are going to think about Field? is the Catalina wine mixer. Oh my gosh! There, there is a word missing in that, by the way. I'm trying to. I feel like is that um is the same woman? Yeah, no, I'm trying to remember. No, Mary Steinberg. Um, she is married to Ted Danson. That's how I remember I knew her. So can we put Ted Danson in this universe too? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> can we put Christopher Malone in this too? We can put whoever you want in there. Let's just get everyone from every like criminal like Let's type. Put Post of... Malone in there. Post Malone. Let's put Mark Harmon. It'll be great. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Mark so... Harmon, Mark Marin. We're just going to connect everybody by their first or last name. <laughs> LL Cool J. Or, I mean, LL. <laughs> LL Bean. Uh, uh, Mr. Bean. Uh, Mr. Miyagi. Ooh. I like that. I think this is where we're going to end it, because this cast of characters could not get any wilder. <laughs> or Wester. Yeah, um, and I will say, I'm glad we got here. I'm glad we could talk about things we things we appreciate, things that make us happy. Uh, this has been, this has been tough for a lot of people. Um, something that weighs on my mind and I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I'm glad we had this conversation to kind of distract us, but I hope that it also is a thing to find common ground with people, or if not find something interesting about someone, don't paint a broad brush. There's so much dangers because someone could paint a broad brush about you. They don't know your motivations. They don't know you. And it's just very scary to do the same. I'm really looking forward to the best in humanity. And uh, I don't want to be scared anymore. I just want to look at the things that make me happy. Things that make other people's happy. I mean, that's just going to be the the shift I make. And, you know, I'm glad that I could discuss it with you, John. Yeah, man. I'm glad we can we can do this together. Yeah. Also, brownie points for for you. Jill will probably think your wife, you know, good job. I'm I'm going to I'm going to pound that home, dude. You you just you're just trying to get those points. I mean, I done did got those points. Well, there we go. She's you know, there it is. Congratulations. Point where the the show where the where the points are made, I don't know. I yeah. screwed that up. Whose line is anyways? Where the points aren't made up and oh, yeah, and the answers do matter. All right, we need to end this show. This is a train wreck. We're show killers. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. We'll be back next week. John will be at the helm, and we will have a good week. Bye. Bye.